0: Hi
1: there, and welcome to Radio Free Bay Ridge, and also, welcome to Bay Ridge. I'm Eric.
0: And I'm Mary, and this is your neighborhood's hyperlocal progressive podcast. But today we're doing something a bit different.
1: That's right. Today we're talking directly to our newest neighbors and doing an overview of our little corner of Brooklyn.
0: We'll introduce you to some of our favorite things to do in Bay Ridge, including food, parks, and the things that make Bay Ridge unique.
1: Those beautiful idiosyncrasies that only occur in Bay Ridge
0: like watching the sunset from the pier on 69th street,
1: or attending a parade filled with Vikings.
0: Just Bay Ridge things. We'll also introduce you to ways to stay on top of the news in the neighborhood, including groups you can join, people to follow on social media, and local politicians.
1: But before we start, a few reminders. Radio Free Bay Ridge doesn't accept or provide a platform for ads. We are 100% volunteer, and everything we say is entirely our opinion. We're giving you our personal favorites and recommendations as neighbors.
0: And some of us have been neighbors longer than others. I've been here for six years. Uh, Eric, you've been here for a little over a year, right?
1: Yeah, my Bay Ridge hot takes are very fresh.
0: Very. As a podcast, we love to hear our listeners' thoughts on the neighborhood. You can tweet us at RadioFreeBR or comment on this episode using the hashtag WelcomeToBayRidge. Everyone should feel like they have a voice, even if it's your first day. Maybe
1: it is your first day. Boxes yet to be unpacked, tired, hungry.
0: It's time to grab your first dinner in Bay Ridge. What do you get?
1: Well, on my first day, after a rough move-in process, I went to the radio-free Bay Ridge staple, Artichoke Pizza.
0: Yeah, so good. And half of our informal production meetings happen at those tables. Stand up, but it's, it's worth it.
1: But that can be controversial because Bay Ridge has so many good pizza places. Mm-hmm.
0: Those in the know debate between Elegante, Gino's, and Pizza Wagon. Pizza Wagon and Elegante are your classic low-key pizza spots. Gino's started off as a hole-in-the-wall slice joint once upon a time, but it's expanded to a much larger place with a selection of Italian dishes, great ambiance, and valley parking around the block.
1: Honestly, you can't go wrong. Unless you do Uno's or Domino's.
0: You will be evicted from Bay Ridge for ordering from Domino's.
1: There is a rumor, one I would like to start right here and right now, that Domino's is a sting operation set up exactly for that purpose.
0: But there's more than pizza. Personally, I absolutely love Hazars on the corner of 73rd and 5th of amazing gyro sandwiches and Middle Eastern food for a real treat order kebab iskander. And that whole area in the 70s and 60s is amazing for authentic Middle Eastern food, Yemeni, Palestinian, Egyptian. On the other hand, if you want to stock up an empty fridge with dessert... There are plenty of bakeries in the neighborhood.
1: My personal recommendation for dessert is Little Cupcake Bakery. It's perfect for single people because it's got cupcakes in little single-person sizes. (laughs) And even though they're gourmet, they are small, so they are reasonably priced.
0: And for more of a taste of old school Bay Ridge, you can get Italian delicacies at Penny Antico or Scandinavian Kringles at Lusky's. Bay Ridge smells really good in the morning with the bakery smells, and it also gives you a feel for all the ethnicities that have called Bay Ridge home over the years.
1: For late night eats, you can't go wrong with the food carts. 86th Street and 5th Ave has some of the city's best gyro carts. Literally, they've won awards.
0: But if you've got a little bit more time and just a little bit more money, order the Arabic shawarma at Rosanna's uh, practically right around the corner. It's on 85th Street off Fifth Avenue. Or there's Karam's on 4th Avenue near 86. And uh, they're also open late. Karam's is open till 1130 and Rosanna's stays open until 1.
1: But for a good all-hours food, we got to talk about diners. I personally like Bridgeview Diner. Eight, 24 hours, Greek-owned. It reminds me of home.
0: Our local diners remind you of Ohio?
1: Uh, Bridgeview definitely does. It's the Midwest ideal of a diner. Paper placemats, a pie in the glass display case next to the entrance, whole lobster on the menu that nobody's supposed to order.
0: (laughs) Bridgeview is also the gigantic one. It's big enough to hold the Bay Ridge Democrats monthly meetings in the back room. So if you want to quickly get involved in local Democratic clubhouse politics, that's a good place to start.
1: If you're in the 70s, Bay Ridge Diner, next to the subway stop at Bay Ridge Avenue, is also open 24-7. Our co-host Dan adores their Irish breakfast.
0: Bay Ridge Democrats, Bay Ridge Diner, Bay Ridge Avenue, Bay Ridge Parkway. Um, I'm sensing a pattern here. Uh, We're not too original with naming things in this neighborhood.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a valid point. If it's not Bay Ridge, it's a Verrazano Bridge reference.
0: Anyway, we could go on and on about food recommendations. I certainly could at any rate. Bay Ridge is lucky to have three major commercial corridors all really close together, which are packed with restaurants. In your first week here, you definitely want to walk down 3rd Avenue, 5th Avenue, and 86th Street and take some notes on what looks good. It'll probably be a very long list.
1: Yeah, we're really spoiled in this neighborhood. We have a really high food-to-resident ratio because people come from other more residential South Brooklyn neighborhoods to eat and shop here. Even Staten Islanders will drive over the bridge for a weekend drink.
0: hmm Lockyard is vying to replace the whole left-in-my-social life when Longbow closed. Uh, Lockyard has a great rotating selection. They have tap takeovers, weekly movie and trivia nights. And a large, shady outdoor seating area. It's a good selection of pub food, sausages, hot dogs, burgers. Basically, it's stuff you can put on a bun. Um, But I live for the fried Brussels sprouts. Uh, I am friends with the manager, but I went there all the time before I got to know him. So I really just can't say enough nice stuff about it.
1: And for the veggie folks, they have an off-menu veggie dog. And now I'm told a veggie burger as well. A little neighborhood secret.
0: Cool. If you're down in the 70s, another hot spot is the Owl's Head, owned by our buddy John. It's a wine bar with an amazing wine and beer selection. And cheese. And cheese. Amazing, farm-fresh, gourmet, cheese and charcuterie, and stories. I can't count the number of times I've asked about something on the menu and gotten a history lesson about what makes for authentic creamy burrata or the proper way to open a bottle of champagne. Um, The bar is actually in what used to be the rear meat locker of the long-since-closed meat village still has the tile floor and a ton of architectural charm. It's beautiful. It's also a local hub for artists with poetry nights and gallery exhibits. Every year, a different artist paints a mural on the storefront. Molly Crabapple is painting the mural this year, maybe even as we are recording this. So even if you've lived in Bay Ridge for years, there's always something new at the L's Head.
1: Oh, and halfway between the two, if you're into hockey, uh, check out Windy City. The food can be hit and miss, but... If you want to watch a hockey game, it's Windy City, hands down. Uh, above par draft selection, too.
0: And there are a few other notable bars, notable specifically by the number of brawls they have.
1: If that's your thing, uh, get yourself over to Salty Dog, especially if you want to pick a side between FDNY and NYPD. It has a large red antique fire truck inside. You can't miss it.
0: And if you want to do a classic Irish bar with a little old world camp, Wicked Monk is also a good choice. For a low-key classic bar, Three Jolly Pigeons at the top of Third is good, too.
1: And Skinflint's on Fifth is a classic neighborhood restaurant known for serving burgers on toasted English muffins. Plenty of dining seating, and it has a pretty large bar area up front. It's also right underneath the headquarters of the state conservative party.
0: On the flip side, if you are pissed off at a bar, your new apartment sits above, if they blast music all night, or you have any other neighborhood problems you have the local community board you can contact, and they'll help you out.
1: Community Board 10. They deal with local civic issues and complaints, especially when it comes to policing, local business, education, transportation, etc. When in doubt, contact 311 and Community Board 10. We'll have links in the show notes, plus a ton of other food and drink recommendations.
0: We haven't even touched on coffee or vegetarian and vegan options or groceries. We'll have them in the show notes. Okay, Mary.
1: So, if our listeners have followed our recommendations, they're full of good food, have a dessert in their hand, they're probably drunk.
0: Honestly, that sounds exactly like a Third Avenue summer stroll to me.
1: Yeah, that's accurate. I am happy to say the stroll was my first Bayridge event and still one of my favorites.
0: Yeah. So, throughout the summer, uh, two of our commercial strips, Fifth and Third Avenue, will shut down on Fridays and sometimes weekends to car traffic and all the local restaurants and stores spill into the streets.
1: And no, you aren't supposed to have open containers. But let's just say with all the restaurants in the street serving booze, the lines are a little blurry.
0: Lots of stuff centers on the avenues. If you have kids... Definitely think about the Ragamuffin Parade. It's basically a kids-only costume parade, and it's absolutely adorable.
1: And also, we have a Viking parade, technically the Norwegian parade. It also coincides with a big Viking-themed Ren Faire in Alice Head Park.
0: Which is a beautiful park, even though it overlooks the sewage treatment plant.
1: It's my favorite place in Bay Ridge.
0: The sewage treatment plant?
1: No, Mary. I mean the Stone Paved Summit of Alicehead Park, which is a large hill where there are a fair number of community events and even private birthdays. My first year here, there was a production of I believe
0: it was As You Like It? You went to Shakespeare in the park and didn't invite me? Eric, I thought we were friends. We
1: were not friends then, but we are now. So I'll go I'll invite you for the next one, Mary.
0: Would you say all's well that ends well?
1: Oh clever. <laughs>
0: You know, one of my favorite things, and it's just uh, down at the foot of the park, is the pier.
1: The 69th Street Pier, Shore Road Pier, Bay Ridge Pier, Veterans Memorial Pier, whatever you want to call it. You'll catch most of Sunset Park and Bay Ridge fishing down there on any given summer day, or taking in the views of Staten Island, the Statue of Liberty, and downtown Manhattan in the distance.
0: Or you might see my husband trying to catch Pokemon. It's also the ferry landing, so if you're heading into Dumbo, that's where you go. The pier also sits at the top of Shore Road Park, which stretches all the way along the water and towards Coney. Shore Road
1: Park is actually split into two areas by the Belt Parkway. One is by the water and consists of the running and bike path, and there are only a few ways to get to it, mostly pedestrian bridges over the highway. The more parky bit is inland and easier to get to with ball fields, dog runs, and a beautiful local botanical garden to go to. Ooh, with turtles. Uh, And little waterfalls, local plants, and flowers, and reflecting pools. And turtles. Yes, there are in fact turtles, yes. It's all volunteer run if you want to get involved and exercise your green thumb.
0: You can contact the Narrows Botanical Garden at narrowsbg.org.
1: Uh, Mary, technically, there's another section of Shore Road. Shore, there is the waterfront part, the park part. But when people say Shore Road, they are also referring to all of the rich people homes. And that's my favorite part.
0: Yeah, Bay Ridge used to be a summer resort in the 1800s. So there are tons of classic mansions and newer, uglier mansions lining the water.
1: If Dan were here... Uh, he'd go off for about an hour about how tacky some of those mansions are. I
0: am here, and I really, really feel like doing that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's this fifteen million one one that just went on the market, if you're looking. He can't stop complaining about it, though, uh, which was owned by the family that runs all of the car dealerships in the neighborhood, which Dan also despises.
0: The families or the car dealerships?
1: It's unclear.
0: But some of the mansions really are gorgeous. They take advantage of the ridge that gives Bay Ridge its name with lovely views of the Narrows. Around Ridge Boulevard is a huge steep drop-off that separates the fancy suburban area of Bay Ridge from the more middle-class area that's more inland.
1: The step streets are there too, which are another little fun Bay Ridge thing to discover. Dead-end streets that consist of pedestrian-only staircases that crawl up the ridge.
0: And there are tons of fun little side streets too. Little dead-end courts that are all brick pavers and super quaint. They are remnants of the old farm pathways that lined Old Bay Ridge.
1: Speaking of Old Bay Ridge, a great resource is Hay Ridge, run by local historian Henry Stewart. Uh, It does progressive news, but also deep dives into neighborhood history. We can't recommend it enough at hayridge.com. You can also pick up Henry's new book on true crime stories from Bay Ridge at our only bookstore, The Bookmark Shop on 3rd.
0: This podcast actually owes a lot to Hey Ridge in terms of being a place for progressive voices to talk about the neighborhood.
1: There's also some really good organizations to get involved in if you want to not just talk about the neighborhood, but act.
0: Bay Ridge has a ridiculously active progressive community. Far too often, locals... Uh, join up with big citywide organizations, and they might overlook where they live.
1: I mean, I get it, though. It's a sensitive topic, but far too often Bay Ridge is in the news because, let's be blunt, racism, regressive alt-right politics, and all kinds of nasty stuff. We're known as an outlier, a bastion of reactionary conservatism in Brooklyn, of all places. If you are a new resident, this might be your only existing understanding of Bay Ridge politics.
0: We have a Republican state senator, Mr. Martin Marty Golden, who is the only Republican elected official based in Brooklyn. He's mastered the art of the handshake while helping to stifle statewide progressive issues by being a part of the Republican state Senate majority, which has held sway for over 40 years. He also employs and is essential in running the state conservative party. For example, Jerry Gikesar, the conservative party chair, is Marty Golden's senior staffer.
1: Our federal congressman is actually Staten Island's Congressman too, Representative Dan Donovan. He's a linchpin in the national GOP strategy to push narratives about terrorism, security, and more. He's also the former district attorney who let Eric Gardner's killer off the hook. That was the guy who died from a chokehold a few years back, remember I Can't Breathe.
0: And a chunk of Bay Ridge in the 70s and above is represented in state assembly by another Staten Island politician, Nicole Malliotakis who just wrapped up her failed run for mayor on the Republican and Conservative Party tickets. She is essential in pushing against sanctuary city laws.
1: For example, she wanted the city to reveal anonymous data collected by the municipal ID program, IDNYC, and hand it over to the feds, even though it was legally mandated to be destroyed after a certain amount of time. Basically, they wanted to dox undocumented immigrants who wanted IDs to get basic amenities like doctor's appointments, open bank accounts, or gain access to museums and cultural institutions.
0: We do have some local Democratic representation. Our city councilman is Justin Brannan, who won by just 700 votes last year against Marty Golden's longtime spokesperson, John Quaglione. Our first episodes were actually dedicated to analyzing that race. So check out our early stuff.
1: And south of the 70s, our state assembly person is tied in with Coney Island, which often goes Democratic. However, the previous occupant, Pam Harris, just resigned after pleading guilty to misappropriating her nonprofit funds for personal gain, so that seat is open. As a podcast, we do spend some time interviewing progressive candidates for elected office, so check through our archives. This year, both Marty Golden and Dan Donovan are up for re-election, and we've been following those races closely.
0: We are one of the few real swing districts in Brooklyn, so activism is strong here and very easy to get involved in. I got involved by volunteering on the Qatar Elliott team campaign last year, who would have been the first Palestinian and Arab-American in city-elected office. As John Quaglione said in trying to rile up and scare his conservative base, demographics are changing. So it's pretty important
1: to get involved in local politics, uh, especially for residents like you and I.
0: So what can people get involved in?
1: Well, for me, it was Radio Free Bay Ridge. Uh, Just a few months after moving, I listened to the pod and I asked if I could help out. I'm going for my degree in education policy. So Dan and I hung out at Cafe Cafe, a great local coffee shop, for hours just talking about how to bring local progressive focus to education.
0: But there are some much better organizations than our little podcast, if you really want to get involved. Dan and I first got involved when we attended a protest against Dan Donovan at the Brooklyn Chamber of Commerce. That was a joint project between a few different local groups. We were attending on behalf of Bay Ridge for Social Justice, which is a local group that explicitly focuses on racial justice, calling out racism and militarism, advocating for economic equality and more. They keep pretty far away from electoral politics. As an organization, they're more interested in holding all politicians accountable rather than becoming tied to a campaign or political club. They are also the oldest of the big three local groups and have been essential in combating the perception that Bay Ridge is conservative, racist, and regressive.
1: The second of the three groups is South Brooklyn Progressive Resistance. It's a consensus-based group that focuses on community building and education for progressive issues in the neighborhood. Again, very
0: local. And finally, there is Fight Back Bay Ridge, which is an explicitly action-based group that is designed to take its members' ideas and translate them into successful actions. Whether it's something neutral, like a voter's guide, adopting a highway, or voter registration.
1: Or something more charged, like attending local street fairs, distributing progressive literature, or holding town halls about how Dan Donovan refuses to hold
0: town halls. (laughs) Taken together, these groups cover a pretty broad range of progressive politics and are entirely independent of each other and are grassroots run by their members.
1: They all have monthly meetings, and we definitely think you should attend each of them to see which one clicks for you. The best way to get involved is to join their respective Facebook groups. Again, that's Bay Ridge for Social Justice, South Brooklyn Progressive Resistance, and Fight Back Bay Ridge. Remember to follow not just their public-facing Facebook page, but their closed groups to take your first steps towards getting involved.
0: Those are the general activist groups, but there are also some issue-based groups, too. Peace Action has a local Bay Ridge chapter that's all about being pro-peace and anti-militarism. Bike South Brooklyn is a local cycling advocacy group.
1: Breaks, or Bay Ridge Advocates Keeping Everyone Safe, is a group that pushes for safe streets. The Arab American Association is a nonprofit dedicated to helping our Arab American neighbors in providing social and legal services.
0: Yalla Brooklyn is a new local social welfare organization that centers Arabs, Muslims, women, and minorities to organize the community through a combination of civic education and political advocacy. It grew out of the Elia Team campaign, which I volunteered on at the time, and now I'm helping with coordination. It's still in the pre-launch phase, but I'll have some announcements about Yalla Brooklyn activities very soon, so look out for that. Next, we have Bay Ridge Cares. It's a civic group that volunteers time to do things like repair local senior centers and assist the needy. They set up a kitchen after Hurricane Sandy. In the initial crisis after the hurricane, they prepared and delivered thousands of meals to uh, Brooklyn, and I believe they also took meals to Staten Island.
1: And of course, much to the increasingly frothy consternation of local conservatives, we have a local DSA chapter, also known as the Democratic Socialists of America. It's the South Brooklyn chapter of the New York City DSA.
0: There are just so many ways to get involved from day one. And most importantly, it's a great way of meeting new friends in the neighborhood who will generally be awesome to hang out with and support you in the work that you're all doing together.
1: It's a pain to get people to take the R train out to Bay Ridge. So local friendships are really important. It's how we come together as a community, and we're coming together around our shared passions for improving that community.
0: We do understand, though, that sometimes it can be hard to dedicate the time to those organizations. At one point, I was actually a member of... About five different groups, and I, I don't know how I handled it. I really, I couldn't handle it. I had to cut back, <laughs> but I will always make time for Radio Free Bay Ridge.
1: And that's where social media can come into play to stay on top of stuff. All three of the big activist groups have very active Facebook pages that are a perfect place to start getting plugged in.
0: And Radio Free Bay Ridge just shared a public list of Twitter accounts to follow. You can find it at Radio Free BR. Just so you know, Bay Ridge has a very active Twitter scene.
1: We'd also honestly recommend steering clear of public Facebook pages about Bay Ridge, like the infamous incarnations of Bay Ridge Talks. Half of the people on those things are former Bay Ridge residents who got sick of the progressives, moved to Arizona, and it can get toxic pretty quickly. It isn't good for your health and is filled with disinformation and nastiness, like most of Facebook.
0: On the other hand, if you are a new parent, it's essential to join up with the Bay Ridge Parents Facebook group. It's a good place to ask questions and get recommendations. Oh, and be sure to join Bay Ridge Rocks, a local group that paints rocks around the neighborhood for kids to find and rehide. It's adorable. You can often find people painting rocks at block parties.
1: So keep an eye out for some adorable rocks.
0: And speaking of painting, we do have a burgeoning arts community here in Bay Ridge. Swing by the Stand 4 Gallery on 78th Street to check out our local gallery. Elshed Wine Bar, like we mentioned earlier, is often filled with local artists. Um, Print print space at 509 Senator Street offers printmaking workshops and classes and is worth a peek, too. And of course, there are a few craft places along 3rd to check out.
1: Also on social media, you'll notice a ton of people tagging our local politicians for assistance on this or that. Honestly, a lot of it goes straight to 311, as we mentioned in our community board episode. But if it makes you feel good tagging our city councilman Justin Brannon in literally everything is a social media in joke among among Bay Ridgeites. So go for it. Also, don't be confused if Mr. Bran- or if Councilman Brannon tweets random song lyrics. That's just kind of his thing.
0: You know, in honor of that, I think I'm reminded of a song lyric from the kink song, Village Green Preservation Society, which Dan and I often use to explain how we approach our activism. The chorus goes, preserving the old ways from being abused, protecting the new ways for me and for you. What more can we do?
1: We can stop quoting lyrics to each other, and we can also get involved. We can welcome our new neighbors and tell them not to be discouraged if a few jerks judge them based on how long they've been here.
0: We're all in this together, and we make up this community together. And whether you've been here forever or a few months, we can't make Bay Ridge a better place without listening to every voice.
1: So whether you just bought your first house here...
0: Or are renting your fifth apartment in two years.
1: Whether you came from Ohio.
0: Or Pennsylvania.
1: Or yes, even Williamsburg.
0: Bay Ridge has always been a place that welcomes new people. It's a place that people seek out because, come on, Bay Ridge is awesome. Hell yeah. (laughs) Why else would people put up with the R train? We're here because we want to be here.
1: And it could be because of the beautiful sights, the deep history, the awesome food, the Viking parades, the fulfilling and critical position we have in our city and state politics...
0: Or simply because it's where our friends are.
1: So welcome new friends.
0: Welcome to your neighborhood.
1: And until the next organizing meeting, or the next summer stroll, or the next time we all get together for a few drinks.
0: Stay free, Bay Rich.